Yes, indeed. Off of a Friday night that has seen two more number one seeds go bye-bye. It has never, ever, ever, not once happened since the field has begun seeding in 1979. A lot of people don't realize, and I did not know the specific year, but I knew it was late 70s. They have not been seeding the NCAA tournament field uh, only up until 1979 is when it began. But this is the first time we have no number one seeds left, and we still have an Elite Eight to play, much less the Final Four, much less figure out who's the national champion going to be. Welcome in, everybody. It is the nation's college basketball show and podcast. It's college basketball coast-to-coast. However you have found me, my somewhat lucid self, my somewhat rested self, I'm not sure how competent I am anymore. Nobody's got a bracket with anything intact. I'm merely TJ Reeves. I am going to enlist the help in just a moment of Mike Grace, who hosts the Press Box uh, all over the South and all over the Internet at PressBox.com. I love Mike's insight. Also, Jason Powers, my Tampa brother from another mother, the Powers on Sports podcast. He's been helping Mike out. Uh, Both of these guys trying to keep me in the middle of the road with my bracket hand-holding. They know I've been a mess ever since Memphis lost. I've been trying to figure out the rest. Those guys with me in a moment. First of all, thank you for finding us, however you've done so. Social media link uh, through the TuneIn uh, app and their premium service on the College Basketball Coast to Coast channel. We're streaming uh, top and bottom of the hour. You can find us on TuneIn uh, right there through all of the college basketball coverage, the Westwood One coverage, et cetera. You'll see the, the channel, College Basketball Coast to Coast. And in podcast form, Anytime on demand, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, you get the show. Uh, we are here before the tournament games, after the tournament games, and man, we have we have seen more mayhem and madness. Nobody left. Alabama done, Houston done. About the only thing you can say is that a two seed Texas survived with a very impressive win over Xavier on Friday night, so they make the Elite Eight. With that, let me bring the guys in. Hello, Mike Grace. Hello, Jason Powers. Just what we thought. San Diego State and Creighton, uh, Florida Atlantic and Kansas State on the bottom half of the draw. One of those four teams is going to play for the national title. Not Before, only be in the final four, but play for the whole thing. We officially know nothing. Hello, boys. Hello, Mike Grace. First of all, hello. Before, before we break it all down, can I just say that at least two of the three people uh, joining right here that I'm looking at, Still have our national champion uh, in the bracket. Okay. So two of us still have a champion alive in in all the mayhem. You're like two of like 17 people that have that. And the other 80 million, uh, we don't know what we're doing. We got red lines through all of it. It's like a roadmap uh, for a southern state with all the the red that's all over it. Um, Hold on. on. Before you get started, Mr. Reeves, I got to give give our somewhat competent host a lot of credit. You've been busting it hard these last couple of weeks. You've been on. Oh, you were on Mike Grace's show early morning. <laughs> You're recording these late night. I know you'll probably be going to Dunkin' Donuts on Saturday That's morning. Correct. With your twins. That's correct. So you are you are lighting it up at both ends of the candle, my man. And, uh, and listen, work. and listen. I appreciate both of you being with me while we're throwing out the bouquets because you've been doing morning radio and now you're up late night with me because this is the deal. We got to wait till the games are over. It's where not like you can be, break. Where, where else would we be? Come on. I appreciate it, but you can't break the games down before they've been played or when they haven't been played and blah, blah, blah. So uh, we've watched all this unfold. All right. We spent a lot of time. And, and again, on the press box, you guys lean south lean south and sec games and that kind of thing uh so we've been talking alabama a bunch for the last two or three weeks and here it is 
Uh, it's easy now after the fact to say that we kind of saw this coming, that they would have a game where they couldn't put it together, couldn't make threes, and this turns out to be the game. San Diego State put the sleeper hold on them defensively for a lot of the game. They couldn't make outside shots. And bye-bye, Alabama. All right, Mike Grace, you first. Give me thoughts on what the Aztecs did on Friday night in Louisville. They held Brandon Miller to three of 19 mm. from the field. You can't have your best player go three of 19 from the field and win. And look, Bama, Bama toyed with this during the course of the season. They had plenty of nights where they did not shoot it well, but they defended their way to victories, and they did it over and over and over again, late in the year especially. But no, not tonight. Not Three of 19 for Brandon Miller was not going to cut it. The team shot 28% in the first half. They improved that to 35% in the second half but still just 32% on the night. They hit just three of 27 from beyond the arc. You're not going to do 11%, that. 11%. 11%. 11. Oh. Yeah. That, that. Credit the Aztecs, man. They outdefended one of the best defensive teams in the country. And well, I'll say and- this. I think I think they got horribly outcoached tonight, too. Ooh. Brian Dutcher did a great job when they were teetering in that early second half. When they were down seven or nine, he called the timeout. Nate Oates didn't call timeout till it was a eight or nine point game when he could have easily called a timeout at five. Ended up leaving up leaving timeouts with him at the end of the game, <laughs> and he fouls down two with forty six seconds left in the game when you didn't need to foul an eighty percent free throw shooter. Bad coaching by Nate Oates tonight. Yeah, that was. Uh... Nate's got two timeouts in his pocket that he's taken yeah. over. I mean, it was a mess all the way around for Alabama. Um, again, I was on with you guys a couple of times saying that I had seen San Diego State courtside. You guys saw it on TV. And that their length and the fact that they could guard with guys that are 6'7", 6'8"-ish, four or five of them, would be a problem. I did not anticipate that it would be this much of a problem, but it obviously was. So, again, we keep in perspective. This is the first time they've ever made the Elite Eight. No Mountain West team has ever made the Elite Eight. Just an impressive performance uh, by them. And uh, you, you you guys and I were kind of joking off the air. There was like running dialogue going on text chain. Does Brandon, I, I allege, does Brandon Miller even go back to Tuscaloosa before he turns pro? Or Legitimate. does he just turn pro from Louisville and not even return and Legitimate. go ahead of the That's- NBA? Yeah, I mean the guy's going to be a lottery pick. There's no way he plays another another minute for Alabama. So so that is a legitimate question as to whether he returns to, to Tuscaloosa <laughs> with the team or just what. But uh, here's the thing: we talk about guard play this time of year, two fellows. And again, I just love the box scores to look at stuff like this. You got uh, Javon Quinterly and Mark Sears for Alabama, two key guards. And we talk about how important guard play is this type of uh, this time of year. Eight of twenty four combined from the field. Meanwhile, Ladarian Trammell. For a San Diego State, 9 of 16. Guy who averages 9 points a game had 21 tonight. And if you want to do something special this time of year, a lot of times you have to have somebody do something they've never done before. And, and, and it was San Diego State that had that. And, and their best player for San Diego State, Bradley, doesn't score till about four minutes left in the game. Yep. He doesn't score till then. He gets six points in the last four minutes. But they still had the lead. He doesn't score. San Diego State with seven block shots. How many more times is Quinterly going to drive to the hole in the second half and get every shot, every layup pinned up against the glass by Mensa and company? Yep. Again, uh, San Diego State deserves a lot of the credit for what they were able to do. Um, And they took Alabama down here in this one with the way they guarded. And again, the tide, to your point, Jason, the tide had momentum. 
They had made some shots. They had momentum, and then San Diego State took it from them and held them scoreless for about a five-minute stretch from about the 11-and-a-half-minute mark to about the seven-minute mark. They held them without a point. That's when they got control of the game. And from there on, I know Alabama closed to within a couple of points late, but from there on, they just, they've won games like this all along. You said to me Friday morning, 22 and two when holding you to under 70 points. That was the magic number. Jason Powers was all over it. They're now 23 and two. San Diego State. Alabama's one and five when they don't score 70. So give credit to San Diego State as they are able to get the win. Goodbye for the third number one seed in uh, that matchup. And again, here on College Basketball Coast to Coast, we will uh, continue to talk about what happened, first of all, in the South Regional and the perspective. But by doing so, uh, I mean, now that whole side of the bracket is just wide open because millions (laughs) upon millions had Alabama in the Final Four, if not winning the whole thing. And now they're not there, Mike Price. Arizona, Uh, uh, Duke. Purdue at Carnage. Yes. Uh, Final number. Final number on San Diego State's win over Alabama. Over the last 11 minutes of tonight's game, Aztecs outscored the Tide 42 to 16. Yep. 42 to 16, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be careful because you know, TJ. One of my best friends in the world is a guy named Chris Stewart, who is oh, yes. a longtime radio voice for the Crimson Tide. And I and I hate it for him. I hate it for his partner Brian Passing. Um, so much was expected of this team. It's been such yeah. a special year, and and it looked like this team again number one seed for the first time in program history looked like they were going to make their first ever Final Four, and yet they come up short again. This team still only has one Elite Eight in their entire program history. Yep, came up short and again. Chris uh, does a fantastic job. Um, and we always love his insight. And I had fully intended to try to get him on had the tide won. I knew because I've been in this position too with my stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, why why bother him? Why bother him at this point? What can he say after what happened there tonight? And again, let's just extol that Brian Dutcher was a longtime assistant with Steve Fisher at San Diego State, has now taken over, has carved out his own niche. They have built San Diego State into kind of a Western power. And one more point. About this, Jason Powers, pick up on this. San Diego State whined a little bit. Dutcher's been talking about this in the local media in San Diego, maybe not so much in the national media, but they felt slighted as the Mountain West regular season champs, as the tournament champs, as a top 25 team throughout the year, that they had to come all the way to Orlando and play a day game on the first day of the tournament 3,000 miles away. They felt slighted by that, and maybe they were playing a little bit with a chip on their shoulder. I mean, you got to go win. You got to go win on a neutral floor somewhere. But uh, maybe that was a little extra motivation. But this, I realize it's all the way on the other end of the country, and it's not Gonzaga, and it's not UCLA as a brand name. But these guys have been really good on and off for about the last 20 years as a program since Steve Fisher got there. And again, Dutcher has been one of his assistants and has now been the head coach for the last few years building this thing up. And they deserve a lot of credit. Just one more oh, time, Jason. Finish up cu- on cu- that. A couple quick notes. It was Steve Fisher's birthday tonight. How about that? The guy that he took wow. over for. Birthday tonight. Number two. This is the first time a Mountain West team has ever made the Elite Eight. And they got ever. a great and they got a great chance to be in the final four. We will find and, out. We will see if, and, if they can do it. And and last nugget, this was the this San Diego State team. We talked about blown leads, 
was up nine points with like a minute and a half to go in the game last year in the tournament to Creighton and blew it. That's right. Oh, nine yeah. and lost. And, and by the way, that was part of a losing streak for the Mountain West that had extended this year yes. with the losses this year to like eight straight games in the yes. tournament where the conference had not won a tournament game. And yes. now you may have a Final Four uh, participant if that's the case. Again, on college basketball, coast to coast, we've kind of monopolized the discussion on what San Diego State did to Alabama, but why not? Because you're taking down almost everybody's pick to be in the Final Four. All right, so the other half of that is Creighton. They did finish off Princeton just before we hit the record button late night, Friday night. Give them a lot of credit. Greg McDermott's team, uh, solid throughout, making shots, caught Brenner in the middle. They don't turn the ball over. They were physical. Uh, they were more physical with Princeton than what Missouri was able to be in the last round, and that really showed up as well. Guys, give me a couple of thoughts. Jason, you go first, then Mike. Give me a couple of thoughts on Creighton because they now they play in the regional final that we all had, Creighton and San Diego State. Go ahead, Jason. Again, Creighton likes to go up and down the court. They're not afraid to score 80 or 85, and I think that got Princeton in a little bit of trouble tonight. That pace got to be a little too quick in that first half. I think, I think it was like 46-42 or something like that at the half. But they can score. They got size. They got the Shireman kid, who's the transfer, I think, from South Dakota State, the lefty, who can yep. really shoot it. They got Nemhart at the point, who's a really solid point guard. This is going to be another contrast in styles, up-tempo pace with, with Creighton versus the slow-down pace of San Diego State. Great matchup. I, I Rematch. Think, Rematch from last year. Yes. I'm not sure the nation knows enough about Creighton anymore because of, they're in the Big East now. They play. It's a great basketball league, don't get me wrong, but it's just odd that Creighton is in the Big East. I, I was there. I, I attended a game there, called a game there at Creighton in Omaha. It's been probably 10 years ago, but what a fantastic atmosphere. Sure. Basketball there. And, and man, that's a program that deserves this. They've been so close. And, and look, I, I know when you say that, it, it's not about deserving this year. It's about what uh, this time of year. It's about what you earn. And they've earned their way here. And, look, they got some help. As we say, the bracket has kind of fallen apart. Yeah. But yeah, if you if you had Creighton and San Diego State in your regional <laughs> final, I want to I want to go to Vegas with you. Show us that. <laughs> Show us that from something a week ago or two weeks ago when the bracket came out. Creighton a win over Baylor. They validated by beating Princeton again. Kalkbrenner had twenty two points. Uh, I thought he had more than the one block. You know, we had the one block. They only had four as a team. But again, Creighton shot fifty eight percent for the game. And uh, and excelled, out-rebounded Princeton 37-26 on the glass. So Creighton deserves it. They are in the Elite Eight. Again, uh, Doug McDermott, a very experienced coach. This will be a fascinating Sunday night matchup. Somebody goes to Houston, Texas, and plays the winner of Kansas State and Florida Atlantic. <laughs> out of that group, somebody's in the national title game. The conversation shall continue in a couple of moments. First, let's tell you about our friends at BetUS who want to give you, yes, you, a $50 free bet this weekend for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight by using their online service. They're America's favorite sports book, and you want to take advantage of this offer. Get a free bet with our promo code BRACKET23. Bracket 23 gets you a free $50 bet for the NCAA tournament. You can really use it on anything you want, but why would you not use it on March Madness with all these Sweet 16 games, whether it's Alabama and San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, Xavier, Texas, Gonzaga, UCLA, UConn, Arkansas, on and on. A free $50 bet awaits you at BetUS. They've got outstanding coverage of all of the sports. They've been America's favorite sports book for going on 30 years 
You bet you win. You get paid with BetUS. Free bet awaits you. Use our promo code BRACKET23 for that free bet. BRACKET23 gets you a free $50 bet for the March Madness coverage with BetUS. Yeah. San Diego State, Creighton, Florida Atlantic, or Kansas State. This is as wide open as it gets, folks. It's the first time ever that the one seeds are not in the Elite Eight. And why don't we segue right over on College Basketball Coast to Coast while I talk with Mike Grace and Jason Powers, press box guys. They do a great job. Powers on Sports Podcast as well. Houston Cougars, meantime, in Kansas City, they finally met their match. It was the Miami Hurricanes. Jim Laranega once again working magic in March with Miami lighting up Houston with three-point shots. The great Houston uh, defense of Kelvin Sampson, no match for Miami, putting 89 points on them. Hello. All right, those are my thoughts initially. Mike Grace, give me a thought or two on the Canes knocking out the final number one seed, Houston. How do you? How, how can you not pull for Jim Laranega? I mean, yeah. what a great personality. What a guy who at his age, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm closer to him in age than either one of you guys. So this is this means a whole lot to me for a guy his age to be able to relate to players at 18, 19, 20 years old and get them to play for him the way his guys do. And I think it's because he is and, and I'm not good. This is not an original thought of mine. I heard the TV guys talking about this in the studio uh, today that that again, Larenek is the kind of guy that if you come to, 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 to Miami as a player and you're a three point shooter, he's going to find ways to get you open to shoot threes. If you're if you're a guy who likes to drive to the basket, he's going to figure out a way to get you some space to where you can do that. He he uh, he designs his offense around his players. This is a Miami program that's been around the last couple of years, guys. They've been close the last couple of years. This is a team that could win it all. They they really could win it all. One question, maybe Jason. One question about yep. size, and yep. no question about shooting from this team. Whether it's Isaiah Wong or Nigel Pack, the son of Robert Pack, the NBA player. How about those two guys combined tonight against Houston, arguably the best defensive team in college basketball the last two or three years? Nigel Pack, Isaiah Isaiah Wong combined to go 8 for 12 from three-point range. They score 89 points, Jason. First time all year Houston's given up more than 80 on defense. Miami, we thought Miami would get beat pretty soundly on the boards, even tonight, another great stat. Only turned the ball over six times. And Jim Laranega... This guy in the history of college basketball to take George Mason and Miami to the Elite Eight twice and potentially a Final Four, that is a an accomplishment not many people in the, uh, in the college basketball coaching world can profess of those kind of programs he's taken to the ultimate high. Uh, again, uh, again for uh, Laranega, the George Mason run culminated uh, in the Elite Eight win over UConn when they were the number one team in the country. That was uh, 2006. That's now been 17 years ago. He's still around 17 years later. Third time that he's been in the Sweet 16. Now second time in the Elite Eight. And the Miami Hurricanes, uh, who again were beaten soundly by Duke in the ACC tournament, but they have turned right around. A lot of people had Drake in the 12-5 matchup with Miami in the opening round. They, They survived that. They beat Indiana. Now they beat Houston decisively. And for Kelvin Sampson and, co- and company, they so much wanted to be in Houston. I know Jim Nance was on the yeah, call. Right. A Houston guy. Jim Nance's final NCAA tournament for CBS in Houston. They wanted the Cougars there. Miami just said, well, we want none of it. We're not going to allow it to happen. They completely outplayed them in the second half. 
of this game uh, specifically. And uh, again, for Houston, they did put four players in double figures, um, the led by uh, Walker with 16, Marcus Sasser, 14. Uh, Shed had 15 in the game. But again, too much firepower from Miami. Houston only shot 37% from the floor. The rebounding was even. That's what Houston does so well. So Miami is moving on. Give them credit. And now it is Miami. It's not Texas and Houston, but it's it's Miami and Texas in the regional final. The Longhorns were too good for Xavier on this Friday night. Rodney Terry's crew, um, again, give them credit. They, they knock off uh, Penn State just to get to the Sweet 16. They now have beaten Xavier on a – on a Friday night, guys, a quick thought on Texas about the only I don't you can't even really call them blue blood. I guess Gonzaga is a little more of a 2000s blue blood than Texas would be. But Connecticut. They're Connecticut, yes. But the highest seeded team remaining is the Texas Longhorns, guys. By the way, if you don't name Rodney Terry the head coach next week, if you win on Sunday, are you kidding me? I, I don't know what's going on there, and I said that with you guys on the press box. Again, Rodney Terry is the interim coach. They fired Chris Beard earlier in the year. Rodney Terry is a former 10-year assistant at Texas under Rick Barnes, including when they went to the Final Four in yeah. 2003. Rodney Terry's also been a former coach at UTEP in the state of Texas. He's been at Texas with Chris Beard last year as an assistant. Now this year is the interim coach. And with the success they've had, you could do a lot worse. You could do a lot worse. And he knows the recruits. Yeah, He knows yeah. who they've been recruiting this year. Look at the success they're having. I put it back to you guys. Mike Grace, are they waiting for this team to maybe lose the game to Miami because they're going to make a big run at John Calipari? What are they waiting on with Texas now in the Elite Eight in this situation? And Rodney Terry still has the interim tag for the moment, uh-huh. subject to change. I've talked to a bunch of people who say Cal's not going anywhere. Cal's going to Cal's not leaving Kentucky. And, and I understand how, you know, Texas can sound like a, like a great place for him to go, but I don't see that. And here's the thing, Texas, Texas needs to hire this guy. Uh, he's done a remarkable job. You think about what, how this season started for this team. They lost their head coach. And, and this guy has only taken them all the way to the elite eight. And, and right now guys, they they remind me of the UConn team we saw earlier in the weekend. Right now, those two look yeah. like the most complete teams. Now, maybe anybody, it's a wide open field, and we can talk about that when we when we look at the seeds that are left. Again, no number one, so it's going to be wide open. But I think the cream of the crop so far has been UConn and Texas. And, uh, you know, that would be what a, a national semifinal. That would not be a national yeah. championship game. As you mentioned, we've got at least San Diego State, Creighton, FAU, or Kansas <laughs> State playing for a national championship, just like we all thought. Yeah. Uh, and again, again, Texas has been in the final four in this century with Kevin Durant, obviously, uh, in and around uh, that program and that team and uh, what LaMarcus Aldridge and some other names. DJ four. And, and yeah. by the way, Rodney Terry was helping recruit those guys with Rick right. Barnes at Texas, the interim coach that's right there with the interim tag. Now it's names like Marcus Carr, uh, Serge Jabari Rice. Those are the guys for Texas that have been getting it done. They won the Big 12 tournament, by the way. Uh, And now they are on to the Elite Eight to play the Miami Hurricanes. And again, if it comes to it, you still have another step. If Gonzaga wins and Texas wins, they played back in December at the opening of Texas's new arena, the Moody Center, 
uh, the Moody Arena, I believe it is now, uh, in, in Austin, and Texas wiped them out, wiped out Gonzaga in December. It may not come to that. The Miami Hurricanes may have something to say about that. The UConn Huskies may have something to say about that. Yep. I'm just putting it out there. If it's Texas and Gonzaga, it is a regular season rematch uh, for those two programs if it comes to that. All right, final few moments on this show before we're out of here and done. The Saturday games, again, are Kansas State and Florida Atlantic coming up first. That one at Madison Square Garden. Uh, again, who, who's the, you've got the Noel kid from Harlem who had a, such a phenomenal game Thursday. Are they the rooting interest? Probably because yeah. of him yeah. in yeah. that setting. And then the nightcap is Gonzaga and UConn guys. Give me a couple of quick thoughts. Jason powers, a couple of quick thoughts on the elite eight games, two spots, but the final four are up for grabs in New York and Las Vegas. I think the advantage K state's going to have is Noel at the point that's going to match up well against FAU's pressure a little bit. I think his ability to get, other guys involved as well. Keontae Johnson, who we know from down this part of the woods. And by the way, what a story about Keontae Johnson almost died on the court yeah. in Tallahassee a couple years ago when he collapsed as a Florida Gator. He's part of this team. I think the the floor leadership general, ge the general, which, what he's going to be tomorrow, is going to be just enough to get Kansas State and first-year coach Jerome Tang, who they've had two straight losing years at Kansas State. That's another miracle when you really think about it. I think Kansas State gets to the finish line. Picked last to, to finish in the Big Big 12 by us media time. Yes, dead so last. Picked dead last in the league. <laughs> and, yeah, they're a win away from the Final Four. I, I just, I'm with you. K-State looks so good uh, in, in their win the other night. I, I like them. And, look, UConn, as I said, they've been one of the best-looking teams throughout this tournament. But are you going to bet against Drew Timmy? You really gonna, you know? I mean, Gonzaga, somebody who was it that told us no pressure this year. Nobody's nobody's looking at them. They're a three seed. You know, they don't yeah. have the pressure that they've had the last couple of years. So I don't know. I, I like UConn, but again, I, I'd be hard pressed to, to bet against Drew Timmy and that Gonzaga team. It just might be their year. Yeah, especially after the way they won, had the lead, gave it up against UCLA, hit the three. This seems to be falling into place for them. That's going to be a wild Saturday night game in Las Vegas. There's always something going on uh, in yeah. Vegas, whether it's shows, whether it's sporting events. There's a big fight uh, not far from the T-Mobile arena. There's a big fight at the MGM Grand on uh, uh, Saturday F1. night as well. Yes, Formula One's going to, 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 to Las Vegas. <laughs> so you got everything yeah. in Vegas, and, and, and uh, including the Vegas Knights of the NHL and the Vegas Raiders. But it's basketball with Gonzaga and UConn again. And your for, guy TC Martin hanging out with Mark Davis and Jim I, Gray. I, I, last my God, night. yes, my my guy, my guy. The TC Martin show was right there as we told the story <laughs> on the press box. He's right there by the Gonzaga huddle when Gonzaga's trying to figure out the winning play, and Strother basically does the Jimmy Chitwood from Hoosiers. I'll make it. Get me the ball. Green light me. I will make it. And he did for the winning three pointer. What are we in store for on Saturday night? Uh, in the rematch. And again, for Florida Atlantic, 34-win season. Yeah. Never been in the NCAA tournament. 34-win season, and they're a step from the Final Four. I just don't know that they get past Kansas State. And Danny Hurley, by the way, we haven't talked a lot about UConn, but just real quick, one more take around the room. Danny Hurley has, shot, has, has shut a lot of people up with yeah. how they played so far. He will shut them up for good, uh, at least in the short term. <laughs> if they can win this game with Gonzaga and get to the Final Four, uh, with wins over Arkansas and over Gonzaga to get there, 
Hurley's silencing some critics if they can get this win. Guys, just one more quick thought around the room. Mike, Mike, what, what about that? For you, uh, TJ, who's there's there are a few out there who have covered college basketball as closely as you have from November to this day. And I look at it, we've got what a two, uh, two threes, uh, two fives, uh, one four in there. I left out UConn. So so that and then a, a, a six and a nine as far as the seeds go. Yes. In what has been a, a wide open year. This really shouldn't surprise us, I suppose. As impressive as Alabama was during the regular season, as impressive as so many of these number one seeds were Houston. Uh, it's just not it's not that year. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of these other teams. Uh Jason Powers, open. a thought just real quick on Danny Hurley and UConn. I have an interesting thought about tomorrow the X's and O's. Are they gonna are they gonna play man? Are they gonna play Timmy one on one with Sonogo or the other guy? Are they going to double team them? And can Sonogo and the other big man on the on the offensive end of the court put pressure on Timmy, maybe get him into foul trouble? To me, that's going to be a key matchup, and that could be a tremendous low-post battle between Sonogo and Timmy. And Mike Grace began our conversation on college basketball coast-to-coast by saying Brandon Miller struggled so badly on offense, Timmy was the opposite. He was carrying Gonzaga, yes. as you yes. guys were alluding to in that UCLA game in the second half. He's that type of player, like Noel for Kansas State coming up on Saturday, that can take the game game over will that happen on saturday night again gonzaga in the final four two years ago um and obviously got to the national title game before being beaten by baylor uh let's see if the zags get back there against uconn kansas state has not been in the final four since the 1960s and florida atlantic san diego state and creighton have never been there uh, the other three teams that are on that half of the draw between the South and the East. Miami, by the way, has never been there. The Miami Hurricanes. The Miami Hurricanes, as recently as Thursday afternoon, were 50 to 1 to win the national championship still on a futures play. Hmm. They're not 50 to 1 anymore. The odds have changed, but now they could take a big step by beating Texas uh, towards winning the national title if they could do that. All right. Again, two games on the floor coming on Saturday in the early evening in New York. It's Florida Atlantic, the nine seed against K-State, the three seed, and the late game in Las Vegas just after 9.15 Eastern time, 6.15 Pacific time, is Gonzaga as the two seed against UConn as the four seed. Two spots in the final four. By the way, gentlemen, you love it. I'm full of stats. I'm full of something. The last time no number one seeds made the final four, which we're guaranteed of, is 2011, UConn won the national title, Final Four played in Houston, Texas. 12 years later, will UConn be there with no number one seeds in Houston, Texas? We're going to find out on Saturday for sure. Final thoughts, Jason Powers, final thought, please. Eat a nice chocolate glazed donut for me tomorrow from Dunkin' Donuts. Okay? <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts is calling on Saturday. Little cat nap, and then we're going to be ready to go for the basketball. Mike Grace, a I'm final more, thought as we get ready for Saturday. I'm more a blueberry cake donut kind of guy. Amen. I love that. Yes, yes um, bravo, they, blueberry cake. We may not have any blue bloods in here, but we've got four compelling matches oh, yeah. this weekend to, to, to get to the final four. This should be fun. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Again, it is K-State, Florida Atlantic on Saturday evening in New York. It is UConn, Gonzaga in Las Vegas. The other two matchups coming Sunday are San Diego State, I can't say it with a straight voice, and Creighton. <laughs> that is a five against a six for a Final Four spot. 
And then Texas as a two against Miami. That's a four. No, no number one seeds. Those are the Sunday games. They're not coming. playing football either. That's uh, not a yes, bowl that game. That is very true. That's no, not a bowl game. Not, this is not. Uh, <laughs> this is not your Jimmy Johnson uh, uh, Hurricanes taking on Vince Young and the Texas Longhorns. No, it is not. All right, so we'll see what happens this weekend. Boys, great job. Again, follow Mike Grace at Mike Grace Live. Follow Jason Powers at JPO Sports. They're cool follows on social media. The Press Box is the show weekdays, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. These guys let me come hang with them every once in a while as well. Again, I sincerely mean this. I appreciate this. You stayed up late for me on a late Friday night so we could get college basketball coast-to-coast out after doing mornings. So I appreciate that. Uh, What a wild time we've had. It is completely up for grabs for college basketball's national title. Jason, thank you. Mike, thank you. Appreciate it, boys. Our pleasure, man. Great stuff from these guys. Again, subscribe, follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Streaming on TuneIn and the College Basketball Coast to Coast channel. We're back after two spots are filled in the Final Four Saturday night. We're back on this show. Who will it be? Florida Atlantic, Kansas State, Gonzaga, UConn. We'll find out. You'll hear it here on College Basketball Coast to Coast.